The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum, everybody. You are back with Sisters Speak, and you're here with me, Sadia. Me, Mariam. Me, Samiha. And me, Amina. Who just ran back to her seat because she's helping me with all the keys. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I've been here for basically four years and I've just never understood how to work this studio. Now is your time to shine. Now is my time to shine, it's almost half well. a decade later, yeah. So, um, Mariam, could you please explain to our listeners what our show's about, please? So our show is a platform for Muslim girls to voice their own opinions on current events and issues and even form discussions on general topics such as religion, culture, politics and social media. We want to note that all opinions and views are our own and we respect all other opposing views. Yeah, thank you. So um, this week we're going to be discussing a few topics. Our main topic for this week is going to be discussing freedom within Asian households. And I think we really wanted to discuss this because, well, everybody in the studio today is Asian and um, we're women. And I feel like we've spoken about this conversation quite a lot. Um, In addition, we're going to be uh, talking about two hot topics. So one is going to be uh, the rapper Dave, his performance during the Brits, because that was quite a topic that was met with loads of discussion and opposition. Um, and also, lastly, the Regent's Park mosque attack. So, firstly, before we start the show, uh, Amina, would you like to tell our listeners how they'd like to contact us if they have any questions or um, So, you can text us or WhatsApp us on 0779481822. You can call us in on the studio uh, on 01582481822. And we are on um, Facebook Live. So yeah, everyone wave. Yeah, go to <laughs> um, Inspire FM's Facebook page, and then we're right there because we're live right now. Yeah, don't forget to follow us on Instagram as well on yeah. our personal Instagram. We are on Instagram also um, at Sisters Speak. Pretty simple. No dots, no underscores. We're lucky. Um, just Sisters Speaking. <laughs> just Sisters Speak. You can DM us on there. We also put on our story one of those question things, so you can. Um, answer the question on our story if you want to get involved however way you'd like yeah so uh we usually start our show uh with a thought of the week so i'm going to go straight to mariam because i know we were talking about this right before the show god um so good to be back actually after so long um so my thought of the week isn't really something major um i think just for me because i'm in my final university I'm in my final semester, I'm about to finish university. A lot of this period that I'm going through is kind of transitional in terms of figuring out how to take every opportunity outside of university and kind of um, move away from the bubble that I've been in for three or four years. Um, So I think for me, it's my thought of the week really surrounds surrounds, um, the idea of kind of pushing your boundaries. Um, A lot of people might know me from before from other shows about how I've, I've been quite um i'm not being the person that's mostly goes forward for every opportunity i tend to kind of sit back a little bit because i feel quite scared or i i just tend to have um fear towards anything that's new or change or big changes so recently i decided to run in my university elections and that's a very major thing especially in my university um where you what happens is you run elections and you represent the cohort, so we have mm. 4,000 students at the university, and you become one of the student leaders of them. Um, since I decided, so many students, it's so crazy because I haven't even announced it, so many students have come up to me and I was are you running for election? I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mariam's a B-knock now, a big <laughs> name on campus. <laughs> whoa, whoa, like, how do you guys even know I'm running for elections? I haven't, I, have, I literally just decided myself, like, in my own head, like, how... <laughs> How is this even possible? How See, everyone believed in you before you even <laughs> believed in yourself. Exactly. This is what I want to say. So a lot of people have actually come up to me and said to me that I really believe in you and I believe that you'll be able to do it. Oh, and it's so not sweet. just one or two cases. It's like across different student cohorts. So it's for me, it's crazy because like, how have I like, inter- I don't even remember interacting with them or, or impacting them, but it's just because I've been quite involved in different oh, societies. I love that. And I've been it's involved really nice. with... Um, you know, you've really been on it. Yeah, I've been like even cultural societies. I ran my own poetry stand society. I even started my own Ooh. radio show on campus. 
So there's been a lot of things that I've been involved with, but I didn't... You really did uni, right? Yeah. <laughs> I tried to involve myself in a lot of things and... Um, yeah, so now it's just like, it's crazy to see how much support I'm getting before the election. And even then, I also believe like in terms of Islam, I believe that, you know, whatever happens, it's going to, it's going to be the best for me. So even mm-hmm. if I don't get the position, the amount of support that I'm seeing and the power of people are coming to me and supporting me, it's, it's just so heartwarming. It's just... I bet you feel really empowered I as well. I feel so empowered, like, and it, it, it <clears> charging <throat> me and motivating me, like, actually, I can make a change and I can yeah. pitch myself forward because a lot of my university is quite diverse. So 50% of us our student cohorts being from a being background. So yeah, so my overarching kind of thought of the week is that, you know, believe in yourself. I think that's quite a cliche thing, but mm. you never know what opportunity lies around you unless you put yourself forward. Yeah, can I just say, like, I feel like Mariam has come such a long way. Like, when she first started this radio show, she was so anxious about even speaking on radio. Now she's running for a major role in her uni. I'm so proud of you, man. It's almost parallel to my confidence because I was able to speak, as Sadia said, and this show has really enabled me to kind of put myself forward. So, yeah. That was happy to have you. Inspiration right in the studio. How do we top that? Okay, so Samiha, what's your thought of the week? Um, So my thought of the week is something I came across uh, and it's uh, from Rupi Calls the Chase and she says, if you got any more beautiful, the sun would leave its place and come for you. And I just think that it's, it's really about appreciating ourselves and her caption she says your life is a work of art and you deserve to be hugged by all the warmth in the world and right now it's like there's so much going on so it's nice to kind of take a step back and just um (coughs) accept that if there is so much wrong in the world at least you yourself you know you're good enough the end Oh, I, I feel like, like that. that was a response to what I'm, I'm going to say later about my oh, Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was really nice. I feel though. like we're always talking to each other without mm, actually yeah. Yeah, knowing what's going on. Relating to nice. each other's life experiences accidentally. Yeah. Um, what about you, Armin? on to me. That does move <laughs> on to you. Thank you. Um, my thought of the week is uh, just a reminder to everyone to not be afraid to reach out to people when you're going through a hard time or even if you think that your issue or your problem is stupid if it's if it's something that bothers you mm-hmm. it's it's not stupid and i think once you actually talk to someone about it you realize that you know no one's going to tell like the right people aren't going to make you feel bad for feeling a certain way and um I, at the same, when I was thinking this, I was just like scrolling through Instagram and I saw on someone's story, she said, um, a problem shared is a problem halved. And I thought that was really cool. Like, obviously you don't like go shouting out your problems to everyone. But when you have like one or two, one or two people in your life, like your mom, sister, best friend, anyone really, I feel like that is so true. Like we're, as, because you've shared that issue you're having, it is kind of hard because the burden has been taken off and you can solve it together and if it sometimes things can't be solved but as long as you're you have a support system then you feel so much lighter and you Mm -hmm. feel you know I think we just have to appreciate the people we have around us and that's what that's what we're all here for Mm. we're all here to help each other that's so encouraging, <laughs> Yeah, Thank I don't you. even think see it as a burden. I mean, if something's if someone's important to you, mm. then then it won't face, be a burden. It wouldn't be a burden. In fact, they would would not want to see you suffering. Yeah. So in that sense, you know, it will help you to kind of at least unleash any negativity that you're kind of boiling up, and maybe they will be able to put things in perspective as well. Mm. But I really like what you said. How like, you know, if people really do care for you, then they'll be there regardless. So mm, you exactly. shouldn't have that worry. Well, I'm glad everybody's um, thoughts of the week was very uplifting and encouraging because mine's not. <laughs> well, mine here to help you. Yes. Yeah, I wish I wish I did it first, so then <laughs> you guys could have responded with yours. Um, because now we're going to end on a doubt, uh, on a low note. <laughs> so my thought of the week was generally um, just feeling quite overwhelmed post uni. Um, you know, with the nine to five, and then I've got radio, and then I've got another side project, and then I've got another side project, and then there's like. 
I want to apply for more jobs. And then there's the social life and there's just so much going on at one time. And really nothing really prepares you for this. Um, and how to balance it, I don't really know. I'm not doing it that great, but I, at the same time, as much as I'm complaining right now, I'm also grateful that I have all these things that I'm working on. Cause I know in the end it will be, it will work out is what I've learned apparently. Mm. But it's just really difficult in the moment. Like you hear all these success stories, but you don't really hear about the struggle. The struggle. Because, yeah. mate, I'm, here, I'm facing the struggle. I just hope I end up a success story later. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's my thought of the week. Um, yeah. So, thanks for the encouraging notes. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but you know what? I think it will be a relief for a lot of people to hear that yeah because like you said, it's reality we yeah. always hear like people being successful but we don't actually see that yeah like you're so you're, everyone's struggles are valid yeah yeah and yeah. that struggle teaches you a lot mm-hmm. it, it's those struggles is what makes you successful because you're learning how to kind of navigate yourself through challenge after challenge after challenge and so then even if you do have obstacles you know how to confront it. You don't sit back. Yeah. You keep going forward. And I think those things we don't really share because we're too shy to... Yeah. To like what doesn't them. make you... Uh, yeah. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. 100%. And I think you'll exactly. see the fruits of your struggle in the end. You will see. I, I hope believe so. in you. Yeah, I mean, sure. I'm only 22. I, I feel like... You're so saved. In our early like, 20s, we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. always feel like... Not doing no, it. Nice. Everything's so bad. Yeah. Nothing's gonna work out. Yep. Yeah. But really, it takes ages. <laughs> it really does. I think. But I also think there's, there's a culture that this expected by the age of this certain age, you're supposed to have this. This. It's and such this. a rush. It's just everything is so rushed. Like, mm. and you feel like if you don't, if you haven't achieved those milestones, then you're behind. Yeah. But it shouldn't be like that. Everyone's journey is different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, now thank uh, we're going to move on <coughs> to our hot topics. Um, so our first one today is. The rapper Dave, his performance, um, uh, the song was called Black, in the Brit Awards. Now, um, the reason why this song, uh, this performance was so um, spoken about on social media, uh, I don't know, were, were news platforms talking about it? Yeah. They were probably, they were. right? They yeah. Were. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's because... The original song was extended and um, he actually mentioned many, many additional uh, you know, political issues. For example, Grenfell, mm-hmm. uh, the Windrush uh, scandal, uh, he like called out politicians. Uh, he even mentioned Jack Merritt, the, uh, uh, the teenager, the man, how old was he? The, the student, was he a student when he passed away? Um, the man who passed away um, during uh, the terror attacks in London, London Bridge. Bridge. Saskia Jones. Yeah, he he was um, praising him oh, for yeah. his reforming yeah. of the prison systems. And it was just a very emotional performance. Mm. Um, and like I know loads of people were just so moved by it. And uh, I was actually one of them as well. Uh, so in addition to all the mentions of race and class and oppression within the UK, there was a lot of outrage against it as well. Um, pe- a lot of people were really angry at him because they were saying, how dare you call out this politician for racism? Where's your proof? Uh, how dare you say this? Uh, some people were even telling him to be more grateful for being in this country. And I think <laughs> this, uh, like one quote, I feel oh like he really nailed it where he said racism, oh uh, no, rights, something like rights are a like you're you you're owed your rights it's not a credit like mm. you shouldn't feel like you're, you shouldn't feel grateful for someone giving you a rights it's just something you should have yeah I, I, I need to find this quote anyway um so when you guys watched it how did you feel like what really stood out for you when you saw the performance i think it was just i think it was it was just nice to see um you know someone with such a big platform and they they get the opportunity to perform at the brits i think it was it was great to see that they took the opportunity to to um shed light on issues that need to be spoken about Mm -hmm. more because like what better way to do it i mean you're the media may not be doing it in the way that we need it to the way that the people who um suffered uh, through the Grenfell Tower fires mm. and everything else that he mentioned, you know these are thing these are issues that are still ongoing and we're not we're not hearing about it we're not really seeing much being done 
so you know i just i really respect those artists that take their mm -hmm. um those kind of opportunities like he's not just showcasing his talent he's he's like doing something good yeah and the world was watching yeah, yeah. also guys i found the quote so uh the quote was equality is a right it doesn't deserve that, yeah. credit and i loved that because a lot of people just feel like oh i'm give i'm doing this for you and i'm doing this for you give me a cookie yeah. it's sad that people have that mindset exactly i find it really scary yeah it's very entitled and privileged and the one thing i really liked about it, it's very unapologetic like you just went for it and mm -hmm. he was able to mm. kind of he almost he almost captured what it's like to live as a person of color in the uk and he also wasn't afraid to kind of talk about the microaggressions he faced which is almost almost that is neglected when you when we discussed it because people just think well you know you're almost people attribute that to being a snowflake right but for him mm. he was able to kind of go through every single thing and he did it so poetically so in a way he used his form of expression to be able to talk about mm. things that it's almost a political stance he did really mm. rather than you know a form of music I yeah think so. definitely and he, i feel like it's just such an amazing representation of what black britain really is in mm. comparison to how some platforms may present it yeah i really love the whole stripped back version that it was it wasn't like heavy with you know, it was it was him, piano, and I think that it was in, obviously it was intentional to have just him and his words and the audience really connecting. Mm -hmm. And I think that it was it was honestly visually so genius. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like it was just him and what he was wearing was striking as well against the the white piano. And I think that that it really um, helped to present what he was saying mm -hmm. like you didn't get lost in all of the stage performances or whatever's happening on stage and and what i loved also is that there were so many young children who were soaking up what he was saying and it provided such a um insane amount of empowerment and i think that we really need it at the time we are in right now yeah. as minorities and like you said amina it's uh, kudos to him for using that space to really kind of exert, a, you know, a really um, strong message. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so also, um, let's talk about the response that he received. Uh, so I actually, I actually like ranted about this on social media about how I felt like the his performance on racism was just met by more racism, mm. and I just felt like that is really ironic that yeah. is absolutely perfect and it just goes to show exactly what he was talking about in the first place so how did you guys uh, react when you saw the opposition did you see the reactions to it because i'm not on social media that much to be honest, okay i did not see the reaction I, I didn't see much to be honest like i yeah. saw but i, I could see it but i don't know i don't know if you I have guys a personal saw, experience um i don't know if you guys saw maybe because i do literature and we do a lot of analyzation but <laughs> The pianoist, he was white, right? Yeah. That for me was really striking as well. The fact that he's playing a song and the rapper Dave is literally talking about his, um, he's expressing how he's been um, how oppressed. Yeah, oppressed within the UK and how, and how he's facing microaggressions and how as a, as a, the diverse Britain. Like the micro just flower aggression yeah, <laughs> macro, yeah. Macro, whatever it is but um, and how uk kind of like prides itself in being so diverse and how being so inclusive but here in this brit award he's been giving real life examples and institutional examples of how people of the yeah, minority and especially so you know they saying that how um you know if you're born in this country you're british and therefore you mm -hmm. should be all seen as equal right and that is that and that's and that but it's not the case these are it's the not. examples that he was giving so i think it was quite clever how they got a white person to play the music because usually if you if you take a step back this might be a, a literary literary analysis <laughs> if you take a step back usually it's the people that are in control are the people of nine uh, white backgrounds like People, I mean, sorry, white backgrounds, they're the ones at the top, they're in the hierarchy, they're politicians, they're the ones that ha control the most power. Privileged ladder, so, yeah. So they're one, the one, or in essentially, they're the ones that playing, the, they're the ones that controlling everything. Whereas he's still playing the music, the white person's still playing the music, but you can only hear what the words he's saying, the person of color, which I think is quite 
powerful, wow. powerful. That was I never such thought of it like that. Incredible um, analysis, Mario. Yeah. Loved it. <laughs> okay, so guys, oh, let me tell you about. People. Oh my god, what enraged me. So the day after the, I think the day after or something, I was at work and I was in the canteen and I was like faced away. Uh, and now I've got like blonde hair, so maybe he thought I was not brown. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, so I just heard this guy say, oh my God, I'm so annoyed at Dave. Like, how dare he say that about um, oh dear. this politician? Like, and then he said, personally, I feel like it's just as bad as racism to call someone a racist without oh, proof. Gosh. In my head, I was like, you're joking. I that sounds I like were, I needed to leave that room. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked. I can't believe you would say that somebody who I personally consider to have evidence to be racist is isn't racist and if, uh, and secondly to compare that to actual racism and oppression. I thought that's ridiculous and such a example of privilege and how exactly. you don't experience mm-hmm. things so you don't even want to look for it. I think, I think they, they like to victimize themselves when yeah. they, you know, when it's like how people, a, chi- yeah. a child when they're in trouble, they say, "No, but he did that too." <laughs> yeah. and, no, but I'm hurt because he told off me. Do you know what I mean? It's that's how that's Olympics. how a five year old yeah. acts, and and this is how these privileged um, white males are acting. They're acting like five year olds. Yeah. So, um, do you guys want to <clears throat> say something? No, I just wanted to say that I think there's a lot of selective viewing happening. Uh, I think certain individuals who might have watched Dave's performance probably only heard what they felt was offensive yeah. and wrong mm. because they have been conditioned or they some, some individuals are so conditioned and I feel like they're so sheltered and they don't really expose themselves to anything that challenges what they believe. And as a result, you're always going to have a couple of people who are you know, going to find fault with anything that anyone says against the status quo. Uh, but like he said, he was immensely mm-hmm. unapologetic. So good yeah. for him. So um, before we fit, we need to finish this topic up so we can talk about the next topic, which is the Regent's Park mosque attack. Uh, so I think it was, this was last week. Um, a man, uh, you know, went into Regent Park mosque and he stabbed uh, the man who was leading the prayer in the neck. Now the uh, victim is alive, and it's been um, uh, named as a GB. Uh, it's been named as GBH the attack. Uh, so I just want to discuss that. So I feel like a lot of us in this room are kind of a little bit offended at how the uh, verdict has come about. Um, does anyone want to expand? I think. Sorry, I'm gonna do no. one too. No, go. I think when a GBH is given out, it's not. Uh, it's in more in it's in situations where it's on the street or you know like um yeah but this is this wasn't on the street i feel like this was in a safe sanctity a place mm-hmm. where it was supposed to be secure and i think that maybe it kind of takes away from the whole um seriousness of the issue when you deliver a verdict that is just gb it's not just gbh but it's i feel like it should have been something that addressed that it was in a religious place yes a place of safety and security and i think it just takes away from that to be honest definitely yeah i just think it's sad that that this has happened in a mosque because it's supposed to be a community center it's uh, if you go to any masjid especially regent's park mosque it's like it's always the doors are always open yeah. for any mosque because as muslims we want to welcome people from all walks of life and you know that it kind of i don't know it it just kind of it hurts because you're opening your arms to people and you're being kind to them giving them a place to sit there's sometimes there's even food there mm. and then um you know the man who got stabbed was the muazzin so he's the one who called the avan and he was 70 years old and it just makes you think like what what may he didn't deserve that no and the he also, even forgave he him even, afterwards yeah. i think yeah. He, yeah he even said afterwards that he's forgiven him and it i i don't know it's just i was just kind of speechless when i saw that because um that is know, so muslim of them isn't it he stabbed yeah. me in the neck, but I still forgive him. I know. It was just so lovely. Yeah. I mean, it's lovely that he forgave him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just cut, It's scary because it makes you think that could happen to any of us. Like, it could happen to 
like maybe our own uncles or grandparents or dads or brothers in the mosque like how what how are we supposed to know because you know we're we're not gonna we're not gonna shut our doors Mm. that's not what islam is about we want to keep our doors open we want Mm. to welcome anyone in if they have anyone quest if they have any questions we want to answer them and i feel like a lot of us feel really cautious and scared now since the attack like i was in london during that day and my mum was frantically calling me and telling me to come home because this this has happened whereas if it was just a regular stabbing anywhere she wouldn't care she wouldn't have even heard of it quite frankly but because it was one in a mosque it's like there's Islamophobia going on right now that there's people stabbing Muslims within mosques. Get home. I don't feel comfortable with you being around. On that note, I actually found myself telling my husband to go to Friday prayers mm. in an unknown, quiet mosque in some, you know, isolated space. Well, thank yeah. you all for listening. Um, that's the end of our first half. Uh, please join us in our second half. Asalaamu Alaikum. Asalaamu Alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Asalaamu Alaikum, you are back with Sister Speak. Uh, so just before the break, we were talking about um, the hot topics, which were uh, Dave, the, Dave the Rapper, his performance in the Brit Awards um, and, you know, the responses around that, uh, in addition to the Regent's Park uh, mosque attack. Um, now we've finished that, uh, we're going to be discussing the concept of freedom within Asian households, as we are all Asian women in this uh, room, and we really, really wanted to discuss this um, due to our personal experiences. Uh, but Amina, please, can you let our listeners know how they can contact us if they want to get involved in the discussion? Yep, you can text us uh, or you can WhatsApp us on 0779 You can call the studio on 01582 481822. And we are on Facebook Live, so, you know, there's cameras in here. You can see us. <laughs> um, yeah, comment down below on our Facebook Live. It's on the Inspire FM Facebook page. And, yeah, we also shouted out our Instagram page at the beginning, at Sisters Speak on Instagram. So, yeah, give us a follow. Comment down below, text us. Yeah, if you want to get involved in the discussion or ask us any questions, anything. Yeah, tell us what you think. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about freedom within an Asian household. So um, who actually picked this topic? Is anyone? Was it anyone? Sonia. Was it Sonia? Okay, well, she's not here right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like she picked it because we Wait, have all discussed Sonia it. was it Sonia you? It wasn't even me, but she said it and I was like, no, I want this topic. <laughs> but I wasn't going to be here. Um, so, yeah, we are all Asian women in here. And I feel like we've all experienced to a degree uh, how it f- might feel like to be a f- woman within an Asian household and the concept of freedom. There is a perceived notion that women um, are a lot more restricted than our brothers, uh, well, our main ca- male counterparts in general within the households. So that's kind of what we would want to discuss today and how maybe this affects us and how we feel about that. So. I want to throw it the question out to the ladies here and also to all you guys in this in uh, listening. But what is freedom to you? And when you think of freedom, what do you think? Uh, Samiha, I'm going to ask you first. Actually, I feel I feel um, like you're pr- like deep. Oh like that. <laughs> <laughs> deep or depressing? Which one? Plato. You said what is free? What freedom is to me? Yeah. Right. Um, so. I think when you're growing up, I would, I would say that freedom is the um, space to kind of explore who you are and to figure out what you want to do and to be allowed to pursue that. And I think that that's the ultimate form of freedom where you, you're not restricted in your thinking. Even if you feel restricted in your actions, to be able to think what you want to think and carry out whatever you want to. I would say that that's such a gift. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I feel like there are so many individual girls who feel like they are pushed into certain careers and told to be a certain way and um, that they're, you know, they're not allowed to read certain books because it will influence their thinking. And I think that freedom is, um, is ideally, you know, the ability to sort of pursue what what you are thinking and i think that's that's mm-hmm. yeah 
<clears throat> okay, what about you, Marion? I think um, that's right. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I just lost my train of thoughts. I would say it's also about um, your thinking being aligned with your ability to exercise that thinking. Yeah. So if you want to pursue, for example, the example we gave as a career, if you want to pursue a certain career and it's quite unconventional or it's outlandish in terms of our cultural communities, I think the freedom would be to be able to do that regardless of the re- the kind of the reactions or the responses of the community. But I also think um, freedom does require a lot of critical thinking because you have to be able to know mm-hmm. um, and be able to understand that is this information you're receiving, it's inherited and how much do you agree with it and are you interrogating it because that's when you have your forming your own opinion. Um, so for me, I think also... Um, freedom does look different in different stages of your life mm-hmm. and I think that's important as well and it also does uh, reflect in your own um, community but also your family like you can be from the same community but your family's sense of freedom will be very different to somebody yeah. else's family sense of freedom yeah. and even your own individual idea of freedom will be very different to someone else so I think is being able to just be yourself and you know not Do think you. not have to think about other people's opinions restricting you in any mm-hmm. shape or form. Okay, what about you, Amina? I feel like they just summed it up perfectly. <laughs> okay, no addition. But, um, but yeah, I, it's just, you know, freedom is being able to do what you want to do without having restrictions and without having, you know, freedom is saying, you know, I want to do this and, and having the support to do that as well. I think a, a lot of people may not have that and I wouldn't if I didn't if I had those kind of restrictions put in place I wouldn't feel like I had yeah. freedom so um I kind of want to contribute like you know how I caused Samiha the f- like philosopher Plato just now oh, I realized that I actually I did a level philosophy and we literally discussed what is freedom <laughs> and that's kind of what I want to ask you guys about so what we learned here was um you know concepts of freedom can t- differ so there was uh, positive freedom and there was also negative freedom um positive freedom was I think think it's the one where they describe it as your force to be free so that's for so that for example means um you are free because you know you're you are made to go to school you're made to pay tax all of that and that means you have the freedom to live you you know you can mm-hmm. go to hospital you have the freedom to work whatever jobs you want because you were forced to go to school so through these privileges you can now be free to do what you want on a higher level Whereas negative freedom is literally do whatever you you want, chaotic freedom, freedom Mm. to starve, um, run around, you know, stab people, whatever, that's negative freedom. It's anarchy. So I guess my question in terms of trying to weave this into our topic of freedom right now, um, since we're talking about us in an Asian household, uh, maybe people's perceptions of freedom might be different. So... For example, our parents might say, no, you are free. I know I'm making you do this and I'm making you choose this in uni, but in the end, you'll have much more freedom because you'll be earning a lot of money from working this job that I made you do. And you'll have the freedom to travel and do all this. Uh, Whereas we might be like, no, how dare you tell me what to do in uni and stuff like that. Um, I want to be free to choose what I want, even if it's not going to earn me much, etc. So how do you kind of feel about that? Which... Which one do you think is more valid here? That's a lot to throw at you. I feel this, like, is, yeah. this took a lot of lessons to understand. There needs <laughs> to be like a middle, a middle way, I guess. Like, I understand when parents try to guide you through that because they, uh, they do want the best for you. And when they, t- I guess it, it becomes a bad thing when they're forcing a career path on you, and. Um, you know, we have our family there, especially our parents, to guide us through yeah. life. But then um, we should also have the freedom to choose what we want to do in the end. Like they can, they can tell you, you know, what you should be. Uh, let's choose a typical one: a doctor, because you know you're going to earn a lot of money. And but then, what if you don't want to do that? Then they should. They've given you that suggestion, and then it. I don't think it's freedom anymore when that when it's being forced upon you. And I also you think know. that you have to be understanding towards our family, like our parents' generation, because that's all they know. They've only seen very conventional careers being successful, and they haven't seen the resources or the kind of pathways for unconventional careers. So, if you want to, for example, 
since we're in the radio studio, let's say if you want to be a radio journalist and, you know, your parents, they don't really know what does that look like and what will your future look like, they are restricting you because they think that this will create more negativity towards your life in the whole run, right? So in that sense, um, you do have the freedom to be able to have a communication conversation with your parents you have the freedom to pitch to your parents saying this is my passion this is why I want to do it and this is what it will look like in the future this is how I'm actively going to reach my career um, and compared to if I be a doctor these are the negative drawbacks I'm going to be unhappy I'm not going to probably pass my exams it's going to affect me in so many other different negative ways and I'm not going to be happy to be able to deliver to patients because that's what mm -hmm. the job role entails so I think, you know, we have to understand, take a step back and kind of have this dialogue with our parents, especially if you're from an Asian household, to talk to them and tell them these are the things that we want to do um, and these are the advantages and the yeah. disadvantages. And this is what it looks like. They might have a preconception in their head because they've probably been fed through media or they might be fed through other people telling them, oh, this yeah. is what's going to happen to your child. But I think it's a mark of maturity to be able to just have a computer, mean, even just having the basic communication skills, speaking mm -hmm. to your parents and maybe kind of um, um, unraveling their anxieties towards, yeah. you know, things that they probably haven't seen before. I definitely agree that there needs to be a middle ground. So, for example, yeah. like I'm really grateful that my parents forced me to study um, and get decent grades in, yeah. and so I could end up you know, not listening to them and doing the degree that I wanted to. But if I didn't, if they were, didn't force me to study and all that stuff, I wouldn't be able to go to the uni that I wanted to and do 100%. the degree that I wanted to. So there is a middle ground in that, in the sense that when you're growing up, I feel like you definitely need to not have like as much that, freedom to just do stupid things. Yeah, like that's the whole point. Like a, a child shouldn't it? have that kind of freedom to just... Like that's that's what a parent is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. And then, but then after an opinion. <laughs> Sorry, no, I was just gonna say, but the guidance shouldn't be suffocating. Definitely, because yeah. I feel like that would really put them off anything anyway. That's mm. a good point. Yeah, and I feel like that's such a tragedy because um, kids' ambitions. Yeah, and not just that, but it also creates this bitterness towards the parents, you know. And I feel like. Um, I know people who've felt like the guidance that their parents have given them has been so suffocating. They've completely rebelled and now they're just... Done the, the complete yeah, opposite. Yeah, and it's like... Oh, is that um, me? Are you talking about me? Oh, no, I'm talking <laughs> about you. And I feel like it would be... It, it would have been so much more effective had the guidance been... Um, gentle. Gentle. And maybe taking into consideration what the child wants, you know? Mm. And I feel like as a mother right now and um, as as parents, um, you know, it's a constant conversation. Like if she throws her toy on the floor, um, you tell her it's bad and, you know, you, you, you say don't you don't do stuff like that. But as she gets older, it's going to get more complicated, yeah, you know, and it's not going to be I threw my baby doll on the floor and, you know, whatever. Right. And um, yeah, and it's really figuring out how the approach you take yeah. shouldn't be constrict like you know constraining them so guys as um you know asian women in the household do you guys have brothers by the way i don't have any brothers I don't have one brothers. brother okay so would you say that you have less freedom than your brothers because that is quite a common perception of um asian households and personally i i kind of i quite agree um, that that brothers and sisters, are, daughters and sons are treated differently in what they're allowed to do, what they're not allowed to do. So what would you guys say about that? Well, for me, growing up, it wasn't, I wasn't treated very differently to my brother, which I'm grateful for. But I do, like, I do get comments from other people, yeah. like just silly things, like if, if we have people over and maybe he might, mm. like... Do, I'll be like, Darwin, go do the dishes. Like, you're yeah. you in this house too. And they're like, what? Boy doing the dishes? Like, hello, if you live in this house, you have to do chores. Yeah. That's just human decency. But yeah, it's silly things like that that are ingrained in the community that just makes you think, like, why are certain things for boys and certain things for girls? Like, small things like that, it's just what people in general should be doing. Do you know what kind of annoys me about it all though? Um, the fact that because society, like it's more dangerous for girls to go out in public yeah. and on the streets and whatever. So that has an effect on our freedom. And when parents use it against us, it's really frustrating because it's a valid point. But also for me personally, like when this has happened, 
I don't want to live my life where I have to think about the risks all the time. I want to be able to take the risks, but live my life. So for example, if I were to go on holiday with my friends, my brothers have, my brother has gone, he's younger than me, by the way, he has yeah. gone on so many holidays with his friends, but when I do it, they, they need to know every single detail. I've only gone once ever with my friends. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> they need to know every single detail. Um, uh, you know, like my parents are calling me up all the time, checking where I am. Uh, you know, they at first they told me not to at all, like they were so against it, but I went and did it anyway. <laughs> um, but when it's my brother, it's not the case. And they use the whole like, which is valid. Like it's more, it's a lot more unsafe for girls to go out there. And I agree, it is a lot more dangerous for women. But me personally, I don't want to live where I can't do anything because there's so many risks in this world. And if you're always thinking about the risks, you're not going to do anything. Yeah, um, I think that. Sorry, you go first. No, no, you go ahead. <laughs> I, I just Stop wanted to say, I I like relate to that as mm. well. Like just things, if I'm out with with my friends, I feel like if I'm with a group of people, I am safe. Mm. And I totally understand when parents are cautious of their daughters going out and like, because women as a whole, not just South Asian women are at risk, unfortunately. It shouldn't be that way. That's not our fault, by the way. Yeah, that's not our fault. <laughs> That's, that's a completely Teach your different sons. show. Teach <laughs> yeah. decent people. But, um, but yeah, that, that's like a completely different issue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, like, I get that. But at the same time, it's um, it just gets frustrating because we, especially in, I guess, modern times, things are a little bit more safer. You have your friends, you have your phones to call anyone if you need to do that. And, you know, even, I don't know, I've just experienced that I've seen maybe my brother coming home late and it, it's totally fine mm. but if i oh came, yeah if I the brother's home coming late home late my god with my with my <laughs> sister and a few other people like a whole group, outrage right then it's like wow what have you done yeah <laughs> like, you know, on that, and i only went out to eat a burger i mean come on <laughs> Um, on that note, right, uh, I find this hilarious. It's not hilarious. It's very tragic and worrying, but I've seen it so many times. I feel like um, TV shows really exaggerate the whole um, idea of how in Asian households men are okay to do whatever or boys are okay to do whatever and girls are okay to, mm. you know, very restricted. There are certain shows out there that really kind of almost... Um, like it's a comedic thing oh yeah no i hate that do you know and i yes. feel like we've it's really let common. ourselves down as a community by allowing it to be so yeah. well known and so it's it's a Acceptable. joke now yeah. yeah it's a joke now like i watched something um you know and this dude he comes home and his mom's like eat and she's and he's like no i'm gonna go out and it's like you know it's like seven o'clock yeah and Previously, she asked him to stay home that night, but all he had to say was, oh, no, I'm eating with friends, and he was allowed to go, and then the daughter comes, and it's only six, seven, and she's like, I want to go out too, and he's like, she's like, no. She calls him out. It's like, oh, so he can go out whatever, whenever, even though you wanted us to be home, and when I want to, it's a no, and I feel like that narrative is so repetitive. And it's actually reality. Like, it that is. is reality. It's You're quoting yeah. my household. Ex oh, okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you no, know? I agree And I feel them. like... Um, I didn't have brothers yeah. and so I don't really know the disparity of how treatment Trust is. Trust me, this happens. I, I don't <laughs> deny it because I have friends yeah. and I'm not ignorant of the fact that it happens because mm, I have friends exactly. who are, you know, who go through that. And um, but I go back home to yeah. visit my family. It's so apparent, you know, like... The sons come home, go and come home whenever, and the daughters, daughters aren't really. They don't really get to go out, and I and um, but it's just the way that the media has latched onto that narrative. I agree with you. Like it's fine within the community to discuss it, but I really hate it when people from outside use it as a way to kind of talk down on the community. Yeah, hundred percent. But I think we've allowed that to be the case, right? Mm, we definitely it, need the alternative yeah, representation. Yeah, we do, and it's variety. So yeah, and I feel like Muslim writers are putting this out there. You know, some of these shows are have Muslim writers on the team, and it's, it's like when it's made into a joke, it takes away from the seriousness yeah. of, of the issue. But would yeah. you argue maybe it should still be spoken about until it actually has been sorted out if it's such a widespread issue? I think it's really intrinsic within the culture, yeah. so it's going to just so long as it's being enforced and that generation enforces it, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Because even if you know. 
a lot of the times people try to use, unfortunately, religion to kind of assert those kind of values when theory, you know, actually the male gender is supposed to have as an active response at home as a female in terms of, you know, cleansiness, in terms of it it shouldn't be even, it shouldn't be even have to be discussed because it should be obvious you have to look after your own body and you have to own your own house, right? You shouldn't be expecting someone to clean after you. Um, But I think that, you know, why is it that the the Asian men in our communities are able to have that free scope to do whatever they want. And in fact, that creates more problems in why do we feel unsafe? Because they're learning, they're lurking around and they'll do whatever they want. They have no uh, sense of accountability. Mm. So again, it, it really does root from that. Yeah. Can we talk about how this kind of impacts us as women, as individual people emotionally, how it kind of feels to um, experience this and see from a day to day how differently our brothers, cousins or whatever might be treated in comparison to us, maybe having less choice in situations like, um, for example, marriage. Uh, I think I know Faisal wanted to discuss this, so maybe guys might have a, little, a, a lot more leeway compared to, uh, you know, men might have more leeway compared to women in terms of choosing who they want to marry yeah. in certain situations or, um, you know, I don't know, divorced women, like how people see women, um, in comparison to men, if they go and do this, if they go and do haram acts, etc., one hundred percent women are treated in, uh, like much worse in these situations. Are mm-hmm. uh, you know criticised a lot more? So how would you kind of talk about that? Um, like talking about how like marriage and all of that. I've heard stories where um, boys are given more food in the household because they'll need the strength as they grow and, um, you know, and like, mm. um, cause they are more hardworking. They go, as opposed to the girls, they're not given as much. Because they're they like are, the breadwinner. Yeah, like they're, they're, they're going to be a future bread. No, honestly, food. And I, I'm wow. not making this up. I genuinely, someone told me this and I, I, I didn't know whether they were kidding, but I trust the person. So I was like, okay, you're telling the truth. And I felt so sad. I was like, a sustenance, like why, you know? Actually, I do agree. I've seen it as well that a mother would give like, uh, for example, since we're South Asian, if they're saving curry, they'll save, save yes! like, like six, oh my God. six chicken wings for the son and like two for the daughter. Yes, like, no, honestly, she was like, you know, um, they give more of the meat and more of like the good stuff because they are going to be future breadwinners or they are breadwinners. And whereas the women are made, the, the women are told to kind of make do with whatever's left. And that's the sad thing. Cause yeah. I feel like in our, in our community, women are always told, you know, you just have to work with what you have, yeah. you know? And then the boys are told, just go out and go out and get what you want, boy. Like, and it's such, they're on two different completely, like they're just, on two extremes like the boys are told do what you want mm. get what you want to get whatever you have to do and the girls are told you know what have supper um yes. mm, be be tolerant like you have to tolerate things and it's a life is a test these are i think the sad thing is that they're manipulating islam yeah to um to restrict their daughters i mean these are things that should be taught to everyone of yeah. course have supper of course you should to- tolerate certain situations but if you're in a situation where you're feeling, you, you know, you shouldn't, if you if you have the chance to change something in your life, then you shouldn't be told have, have sober, tolerate it, work with what you have. You have sober and then at the same time, you should be doing what you can to have a better life. Yeah. I think it's so, so sad seeing this happen all the time. I feel like honor is women. a really, really big thing. Um, aspect of this so for example um my dad told me that i can't choose who i get married to because i'm you know he wants to pick like he uses i'm the pride of the family because i'm the first child and a girl and i just really really hate that because on one point he's calling me the pride of his family so it's like ah but at the same time it's like please don't use that against me so you can choose my life decisions for me um, like I know you love me, but please let me live my life how I want it to, and please don't emotionally blackmail me to mm. get what you want because I'll end up resenting you if I if you make a decision for me and I hate it. Um, do you guys kind of get that as well? Maybe like being told, being like honor being used against you in terms of you wanting to do something, but uh, 
parent or a family member or someone else is like, no, it's not what women do. It's not honourable. It's yeah, not. What I think, yeah. well, I think it's quite That's often not, common yeah. is that using religion actually they will say like they'll use they'll pick and tweeze certain aspects of religion say this is what Islam says and therefore we're going to assert that but actually that's not looking at the whole picture and actually there's so many things that Islam is so flexible there's so many aspects of it it's not one box you know it's not mm-hmm. one size fit all there's so many different aspects and then just choosing one to assert your opinion is so wrong I feel like it's very wrong so in terms of marriage I think you know if you if you if I, I don't agree that how people say that you know you should you should marry within your own cultures because you know mm. it's it's easier. But then there would be no South Asian Muslims because it would be Arabs, right? <laughs> that doesn't really make sense to me. So I think in that sense you have. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We would never have expanded. Yeah. Like. So for me, it's just like mm, okay, just because you know you're from that culture and you've been raised in that way, you have to understand people Muslims that are born here, we're from a diverse community. We're we, from a whole different culture, technically. We're from a completely different culture. Yeah. We're in a very diverse community. And I always say that we've separate culture and religion has been very separated in the way we've kind of um, inherited it or even interacted with it. Because in those countries, religion and culture are... Oh one Get, and the same. Yeah, it's algamated as one thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where the disparity com- comes from. Okay, so, uh, Samiha, ra- wrap it up in one line for yourself. Is there anything you want to say before we finish? Um, fight for what you believe in because mm-hmm. you will not regret it. Amna? Um, <laughs> putting me under pressure now. Um, I think, you know what, if if you're a girl, you should you should go for whatever your brother is going for. <laughs> <laughs> Love if, that. Oh if, my God. if you think you're being treated differently because you should be treated the same well as siblings you should be treated the same and you you have a right as a child parents have rights and children have their rights too so you know you go girl you yeah, go girl love it oh my god Sadia Mariam oh I was just gonna say oh you know what I'm you shouldn't ask me I'm just gonna say like rebel or something but yes, anyway <laughs> you said it thank you all for listening please tune in next week on Tuesday at 6pm as always uh, sister speak assalamu alaikum thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton